0: Hey, uh, well, thanks for joining this podcast. Uh, who am I speaking with? What does that mean? And, like, how, how did you... So, I know I met you through um, Paul, who hopefully will be the episode before yours. Uh, like, how did you come in to, to meet Paul and uh, do poetry?
1: That's a good question. Um, I don't even... Hmm. I think I met Paul through, like, being at this festival in Lincoln called D.I.O. Fest do it ourselves first That doesn't seem true necessarily, but I feel like that's when I, like, connected with Paul, maybe, for the first time. There are also some, like, poetry things in Omaha that I did that I connected with them at, so it's sort hard to of pin down exactly when I met Paul. But probably in, like, 2015 or 14, I started, like, Talking with them and doing poetry stuff. Um, and then I think 2017 is when we put out the book that we put out. Yeah, and like what brought you to, to poetry, I guess? Um, I think I was, I like had been recording music since I was in junior high, I guess. And... In high school, I like moved, and it sort of changed my relationship to music. I had like less space, and I was I like started. I was like by myself more or less most of the time socially. So I started reading more poetry, and I think from that started making poetry or or writing as well.
0: Yeah, what kind of what kind of poetry were you getting into then?
1: I remember really. Um, there was like Sorry House and like a lot of alt lit stuff that I was reading in particular, um, but also I really enjoyed Sylvia Plath and uh, Wall Women.
0: Yeah, like and uh, with that, like did so? Did you meet Paul like through online? Like, were you involved in online stuff at all, or like following him? or were or did you just meet like Paul IRL? Because I, I I tend to associate Paul with like the online, but I think he's someone who really brings the two together in a in a good way.
1: Yeah, definitely initially online for sure. Um, he, yeah, he was mostly just like this like online presence that I was like, oh, this guy is like makes cool poetry and makes cool poetry, and yeah, I think meeting them was uh, I was like. I don't know. Maybe nervous is the wrong word, but I was like, oh, like I know you from the internet kind of energy. Um, just, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, I definitely get re- like relate to being nervous about talking to or meeting people that, that you like kind of vaguely know of from the internet. Like it's a weird, weird energy there.
1: It's a weird thing because it's like there's a whole human being there.
0: Yeah, and it's not just, like, whatever Paul's avatar
1: is. <laughs> I tend <laughs> well, to just associate
0: okay. him with that.
1: <laughs> that feels really real which to me, a... like that idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, It's especially with him, because he, he has such a, I want to say, unique online presence. Like what? A unique kind of online presence that, that's a little different from a lot of other people's. Yes,
1: and um, which I love. I, I feel grateful that he reached out to me to do uh one of these booklets cuz i feel um amanda's is great and um it also was like really collaborative so it was fun to like make things with paul too
0: yeah like what was the process there like did paul like did paul read some of your work prior or did he just like know you and was like hey you got anything and like what was the collaboration like there yeah uh
1: I, we've like done readings together i think that's like the primary Uh, connection in that regard of like seeing each other's work and I think from that he sort of reached out to me and was like do you want to do one of these booklets and then showed me I think his or like something that he had made in that format and I felt really excited especially because of like added pictures which I really appreciate
0: yeah, that's one of my favorite things about the not to like minimize how much I like the poems in them, but like for real <laughs> the, part, the the pictures add so much. Like, what was your process for like adding like cuz you must have seen Paul, well, I mean probably Paul or Amanda's stuff and then like been like, "Oh, what what like yeah. how did you how did you come to like pick the images you picked for for your for your work?"
1: Yeah. Uh I think I just went through mostly my iPhone and was like, "These are interesting pictures." Uh I feel fortunate enough that I like get to travel or I feel fortunate that I get to travel somewhat frequently. So I feel like I, when I'm traveling, I'll take more pictures that are like, I feel like sort of occupy that headspace of like when you're in a novel situation. So I think those sorts of pictures were what got into the book.
0: Yeah, no, like there's, like, there's the one, like, there's a couple that really stick out of my mind. There's the one of, like, the babies in plastic bags on the porch, and then the, yeah. and then the, I think it's a, you taking a selfie on, like, a flip phone, and then there's, like, these two kids with iPhones <laughs> taking a photo. Yeah, I just love the, some of the images in here are just, like, really, they're real, you know? They just, they get
1: it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh I remember the the baby picture was in Philly, and. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know, like, what was going on, but yeah, they're just a bunch of babies in bags. I think to protect them from the rain, but that—I mean—there's a further question there, right? Of <laughs> why we out. <laughs> uh, I hadn't even then, thought of
0: that. That's why they're in the bags, right? That's, that's such, yeah, there, there was a thought process there. You're right.
1: Yeah, logic to something. Logic to the no <laughs> logic that is, the babies on the porch. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, but like... Uh, yeah, no, what were you saying? I, the the other picture was my friend Gavin taking a picture on his flip phone and then my friend Sarah and Graham taking a picture of that and then I was taking a picture of that whole scene because that's just funny to me.
0: Yeah, no, that's like... Uh, yeah, no, that's really cool because um, you don't really talk about like... um, You don't talk so much about uh, like the experience of like online or digital stuff like you know your relation to it in these poems I'd say but like I feel like you have like a really like (laughs) a high like a heightened awareness of all that stuff like like you don't talk about it directly I guess is what I should say but it's like always there in the background if that makes sense
1: interesting yeah I guess I don't I feel like it's definitely a part of my like lived experience but yeah interesting yeah no that is
0: always (laughs) <laughs> it is always weird to think about like uh, i feel like it with a lot of poets like maybe like younger poets especially there's always like you can read their poems and there's always that awareness of that kind of stuff but even even when they're not talking about it let's let's say you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah something also like my relationship to like capitalization and uh like using a w/ slash for with I feel like even though that's not re- referring to the internet necessarily, there's definitely like, yeah, it definitely speaks to that.
0: Yeah, I think the only um, the only like kind of like internet-y type poem that was in here was that was a very short one, so I'll read it. Um, the protocol is self-imposed. Has Trump even seen oh, yeah. one, te- one TED Talk?
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: that one made me, made me chuckle.
1: <laughs> Could... It's a dumb poem. I like it a lot. <laughs> it is really good. Uh, yeah. It's definitely, definitely the zeitgeist of that, of 2017, for me at least.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess by the way, like, how did that, like, that feels like almost like a tweet. Like, how did that one, did that one just like pop into your head and you wrote it down? Or, <laughs> or did you just like, were you just like thinking about TED Talks or something?
1: I guess it sort of goes back to the way that this book was made. I feel like Paul and I just got together and he had the thing formatted on his computer. And then I just sort of went through like the poems I've written in the past year. And then also like a lot of my dreams and just like notes I had taken down and most of the notes got sort of trashed, but that's one that I thought was funny still.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's cool. Cause like, um, one of the things like I really want to talk about more on this podcast is the relationship between like, poetry and notes like i had the, the one who really sticks out my mind on this podcast was like up from some dirt was on here and i think i've told this story a couple of times so sorry, sorry if i'm repeating myself to people listening but uh he basically was like just like taking some notes on a like a history book or something and someone looked over his shoulder and was like hey i didn't know you were a poet and like i I don't know <laughs> it just seemed really like right to me you know
1: it's really good yeah yeah i mean do you,
0: was that like the process for some of these poems
1: Um, hmm, I don't know if it was that explicit, but I think just, like, I think a lot of these poems read in different contexts aren't necessarily poems, right? They're just, like, me either, like, thinking about myself or talking about myself or talking about other things. Uh. So in that way, yeah, definitely, I think, like, when I'm just going about my day I'll like especially in my like, notes app on my phone i'll just like start writing something and maybe finish it later but there's definitely an impulse there to like get something down less so about like being writing like annotating a book or something although i feel like journaling is sort of has the same energy but it's not a book it's just like your own uh, content or something. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, totally. I've thought, this is something I've thought about was just trying to figure out how to make, like, annotating something into a, a book of poetry. But yeah, so I definitely see your point there. I'm curious as to, like, what book you would annotate. Well, I think there are a couple options. I think my favorite option thus far would be um, so New Directions has the rights to most of Ezra Pound's work. And they don't put out a lot of the more fascist stuff he wrote. Um, so some of that stuff is still under their copyright, but they don't print it because, you know, they don't want to point out the fascism. So I, I, there are PDFs of it though. So I thought it'd be, I think it'd be fun to try and annotate one of those and make it into a book of poetry and see if they, uh, sue me. But, <laughs> but that's, that's currently my best idea. I think
1: it's really interesting.
0: I would read that. Yeah. The thing is, I, you also want to pick the right thing. So I don't, I haven't really read anything of his that I, that really feels right.
1: Yeah. I don't know a lot. I don't know their work that much. I'm like a bad quote unquote bad poet. in that I don't read a lot of like poetry or like classics, but
0: uh, you're not missing anything.
1: Oh, that can't be true. They, the people talk about it and they must be, there must be something going on.
0: (laughs) Uh, I guess my advice to people, you just people listening, uh, read lewis zukovsky instead maybe
1: i will it's considered and done
0: yeah sorry It's kind of one of those weird ones where like i'm talking to both you and the audience at the same time and it just comes off weird <laughs> yeah i hear you yeah well i do want to like regarding like the since we just had one of those like internet pres- like the presence of like the internet moments like one of the other poems that reminded me like of that was um Just like a note, it was this was no title, it was just like on a a whole page to itself, and it made it kind of made me like laugh, but also like wow, like I like it just made me get it, you know, like what you're going for was just I see you, giant middle finger to all things fucked. And I don't know, that was like, I don't know, it's just like one of those things where it's like, (laughs) do you ever like I never managed to write short poems, like when you write something like that, you're just like, wow, this is like. Not like wow, but like yeah, this is it. I nailed.
1: It. <laughs> I nailed it. Uh, I wish I thought more in that way. Uh, I think maybe it, yeah. And this is what you how you reference that like my internet brain is just like uh, has been inundated by like memes, and like the the shorter and more efficient the content, the better to me. I also like I like to work with loops musically so i feel like uh yeah something about efficiency is there. there was i can't i gave this book to paul actually ironically enough um and i can't remember the name of it but i found it in this bookstore in denton texas and it was this like poetry series that like put out a poet you know it was like a single poet's work each book and their poems were like I think seven lines at the most but like uh, between like seven and two and it was just like sort of talking about more metaphysical themes and something about that really resonated with me so I think um, not that poem in particular but that sort of efficiency or like even like no I feel like mm, sorry I had a different thought like biblical sort of verses, or um, I want to say roomy, but I feel like he kind of riffed. Maybe like Khalil Gibran, like that vibe is compelling to me, and maybe I like it's like an internet energy plus that sort of energy that feels interesting to me.
0: Yeah, like. One like one of the so you brought it up, Gibran, and like one of the other quotes that starts your books is book is from Eric Fromm, and like I feel like, um, like th- I don't know if you're like this is an online discourse, but like so I don't know I don't know if this is one you've seen, but like there's a lot of people who talk about like, especially with the rise of people like Jordan Peterson, like the necessity of like self help for the left type type yeah. stuff, and like a lot of your poems really do I think like grapple with. Like, in that kind of brief kind of style, they grapple with um, the, like, you know, like, you know, how awful living in this world is and how, you know, to, like, be better in it, you know? Like, I guess, is that something you're shooting? It feels like that's something you're shooting
1: for. Yeah. Yes. That's true. I don't know why I said it with a lack of conviction. Yes, I think it is. Um, there's also, like, I read this book, inward. By Young Pueblo, and I really didn't like it at all. But I think it's really similar to what I do, Um, where they're like, kind of like, maybe more elaborate aphorisms about self-help. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't like it, but it seems like a thing lately, which seems fine. Yeah, like let me
0: like here's a good example. Uh, I think this is like from your from your book you. A poems titled white people have power over me in america and it goes uh, it's okay to take medicine if you need it if you don't feel good you can stop wellness isn't a hierarchy and then that's struck through like x'd out and then there is no hierarchy of wellness i still carry heavy things and like i don't know like the like one of the things that really struck me about your work is it's outside of someone like say bell hooks there really aren't people who uh, i'd say connected to like and like self help and the kind of you know again, there is no hierarchy of wellness with you know white people have power over me in America, you know what I'm just, like yeah. it, it feels really rare, and I guess like what like what else, like what else like made you like make those connections?
1: Oh, that's a great question, also to be discussed with in the same sentence as bell hooks is like, well, wow, I feel very flattered um I don't know exactly what like. Made me connect those i think like just coming to those realizations and particularly like my relationship with uh like meditation and like medicine medication for my own wellness something about like taking something always felt wrong which seems very american um also like to realize that it's like okay to feel good and there's like there's no like, there's no like worst or best. That's I don't know how how to say this necessarily, but
0: well, you said I think as you said there is no hierarchy of wellness. I think you said.
1: I'm just trying to articulate. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. I guess that's it.
0: Yeah. No, and this is one of the things where it's like I just read some of these things. And I'm like, yeah, you nailed it. What? What is there? What more is there to say?
1: I think also I'm. Like, my program and, like, being interested in counseling sort of orients my brain to uh, looking at, like, dynamics and mechanisms that explore sort of interpersonal themes about wellness.
0: Yeah, maybe for the people listening, like, what is the program you're referring to?
1: Uh, It's a master's program in counseling at UNO. It's the University of Nebraska at Omaha. Yeah, I think if I'm remembering
0: right, you were going for like being a social
1: worker? Uh just like a uh, individual counselor or therapist.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, like um I guess like what the only other I guess um I've had her on Shahrazad's to another person who does this but like what do you see as I like it seems to me and you're doing it a very different way than she does like um but like what do you see as like the overlap between like therapy and and poetry? Or how can you maybe do, like, approach therapy through poetry,
1: if that makes sense? Yeah. Wow. This is something I think about. Um, There's this book particularly that I'm thinking about called Knots by R.D. Lang that sort of does that, or, like, that's the first thing that came to mind, where he sort of, like, takes psychological dynamics and, like, lays them out in poetic form and also, like, visual form. Um, I think, like, the fact that uh, the way we process information and the way we, like, hold on to information is not very simple and is often, like, explored through metaphor. Um, it's, I think, personally, that's the way it's, like, made the most sense to me um, the, in, like, terms of, like, weight or feeling stuck. Or feeling above or below something, like these aren't things that like make sense necessarily, but because we're humans and have human brains, they like feel right. So I don't know if I answered your question. But
0: Yeah, maybe another part. good thing. Oh yeah, well sorry to interrupt.
1: Fine. Yeah, what's up?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, like another thing I think to connect with this is like the series of uh dream poems that you had in here. I feel like they're related yeah. to this kinda kind of thing do you do you feel the same way
1: absolutely yeah i find them really interesting uh in that they yeah they maybe speak to something i don't even understand about myself or come to learn about myself later um also feel pretty abstract um, which is fun for me to read at least
0: yeah yeah like for instance i think uh one interesting one where i'm like reading it and i'm like having one of those, what does that, what does this mean? Like, not, like, necessarily, what does this poem mean, but, like, what does this dream mean in the context of what you're talking about in this, like, book of poems? I should say too that, so this, this is a short poem, and it just has above it an image, it looks like the top of, like, a church, like a church dome, and there's, like, Jesus, he's, like, around a bunch, he's, like, surrounded in a bunch of gold, he's holding a book, there's some angels or something I'm not very good at, Christian iconography, but but it's it's dream five and you dated it nine twenty one seventeen. and the first stanza is my my bear witness tattoo was in a different spot and rubbed off in a smearing way and it's one of, that's one of those i'm just like this like means something but i'm not sure what it is you know what i mean like in the, like when you have like in a dream sense like I, this dream means something but like what is it
1: you're asking me that
0: directly no i mean like it's no i mean like um like you're like it feels like you're you're aware of that kind of logic, where it's like this is a dream, and I'm not sure what it means, but I want it to be like it—it it, like means something in the context of this book, but like with with all these other poems. But like, I think the meaning is maybe not still clearly accessible. If that makes sense, do you? Is that is that? It feels like that's what you're going for when you. What, yeah, what that you feels
1: right. I feel like the context in which you like the dreams are sort of like thrown in there. And in the context of the poems, uh, maybe like bring some life to the the dream, quote unquote poems. Uh, yeah, that feels right. Also, I don't have a bear witness tattoo, but it was there <laughs> in the dream.
0: I thought I thought you did, which is a, which is what made the yeah that's interesting.
1: I thought about getting one. I thought it was a very. I had a very specific. I was on a meditation retreat, and like, like I would say a quarter of the time, I was spent supposed to be meditating I was just like thinking about this tattoo idea so seems ironic
0: yeah it'd be really funny if like now you're now that we're revisiting it like right here talking you were just like what if I got the tattoo again and you went and got the tattoo
1: like
0: (laughs) yeah but like it would change the meaning of the poem in in a really weird way
1: yeah I feel like I wonder if I would have more dreams about it or uh like yeah now if like I talk to someone else about it I'd be like, well, I didn't have a tattoo, that, 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 but now I do, and yeah. that'd be- And it was, and it was because
0: I was talking about the poem with the tattoo that yeah, I now have the, that. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah. I've had a couple like, of these moments. No, no go, go on. ahead.
1: No, you, know you. I feel like I forget it now, is all I am was going to say.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way, and I feel like I've had some of these moments lately on this podcast where I'm like, we're like approaching Joe Rogan territory.
1: Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> I had one the
0: other day where it was, like, um, I didn't go down this route, but we were talking about, like, it was with Tegan, uh, for people listening, and uh, we were just talking about, like, getting high, and how that, like, you know, was one of the things that, like, affected her decision to leave, like, being an evangelical Christian. And I was just like, yeah, there's something really, because she was talking about in the context of, like, how Christians are afraid of, they have a fear of, bo- like, like, bodies, like, that there's a very real like sort of fear and rejection of that, and I was like going to say, "Yeah, there's something really physical that like puts you in your body when you're just like smoking weed, like one, one uh, <laughs> yeah. thing at a time." And I was like, "Yeah, that that like that's like good poetry content, but that's also literally something I could say on Joe Rogan."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, when it hits, it hits. You know, that's my philosophy.
0: <laughs> it, if yeah, it's true. I could honestly. It,
1: it probably sounds dumb.
0: I mean that could also just be a poem in this book,
1: to be honest. Yeah, I would I would uh maybe even in this like dream dream poem or something. I could see it in there.
0: I feel like we're just writing a, like a an addendum to that poem right now.
1: Yeah. Well, this is actually funny we were talking about this. I think Paul and I are gonna put this book out again, like a second edition, but like in the way that there was that Star Wars that was like the reboot, but like had some scenes cut and some scenes added it's gonna be like that oh
0: that sounds cool one so one format that i really like there's a book i think it's called neither wit nor gold by um uh alkali and it's uh like it's so this was published in like let's say like 2012 and he's like you know he was like writing in like the 60s and 70s too but he was just like he took his old journals and just like it would be like photocopies of them and then like his present day like commentaries in a kind of poetic form on them, and it feels like oh. yeah, and that feels like kind of the vibe we're we're headed towards here,
1: yeah, I don't know if you've seen any of uh Paul's books that he makes um of his own work, but these these feel similar to that or the from from what you're talking about, yeah, yeah for sure, like...
0: I've only read uh, four statements,
1: okay, Think about like self referential work is compelling to me
0: yeah i really respect when someone's just like yeah as i said earlier and not like in a like i don't mean that like a condescending way like yeah like genuinely like uh, your, it's your work
1: like a ted talking in and of itself <laughs>
0: yeah yeah but like with your work it's like you know we just had that moment earlier in the podcast where you were struggling you were like kind of struggling to say something and i was like as you said in the poem wellness is is not a hierarchy it's yes. like yeah like you say <laughs> you said it why say it again you know
1: yeah I think that's, I really enjoy long form poetry to read and especially to hear. I feel like that's where it shines brightest. But I feel like in terms of reading something, it's, if it's longer than a page, I, this is probably my internet brain again too, but I just like lose interest unless it's like particularly compelling.
0: Yeah. I think about that a lot in my work is like you know, you have to really compel people along. I guess maybe that's also me reading, always being fascinated by, like, say, Roland Barthes, like, pleasure of the text type thing. But, yeah, there is, like, I feel, like, with, you know, the you know the internet <laughs> brain that you're talking about, like, yeah, every other line, I feel like, yeah, like, every other line should just be, like, just, like, memes colliding, basically.
1: Do you... Uh... Do readings of your poetry or your work? No, <laughs> no, I think I talked about this on an
0: episode that has to come out, but with Brendan and Matilda for people listening. But I was just like, like, I am actively trying to make my pff- poems like, like impossible to read on a physical level out loud. Not like in the sense that like, it's a bunch of dumbled text, but in the sense that like, yeah, you there's nowhere to stop to take a breath in here.
1: Uh, that's interesting to me. Yeah, uh, I either read them or attempt to to speak them.
0: Yeah, there's one there's one that I did that's just like a bunch of rules in a row. It's like maybe 40 lines long and I just it's one of the few that I've ever imagined reading and I just imagine trying to read it and just like never trying to breath and breathe and just like gasping for air in the middle of it cuz it's like a bunch of rules that you know it's like kind of like oh this rule for how you know the economy works or whatever and that's like you know the to me like the physical reality of those kind of rules is like you just you can never stop
1: yeah
0: yeah what sorry, way <laughs> sorry to to articulate to
1: that. no yeah that's i think that's interesting no well it and
0: it, it reminds me of i think your last poem which is one of my favorites for you it's called soft gurgle and it ends and it, it contains the very the very wise advice uh don't forget that you can write on money and like i Yeah, like the reason I'm talking about this with you, I think, is uh, there's a real overlap (laughs) between the those kind of works. I think, like the never breathing, because of the way society works and the way memes work, and also, as you say, don't forget you can write on money.
1: Yeah, I feel like that. Like that's it's, it's just a word per line, but that little phrase. There's like a point in my life where that reality felt extremely compelling to me. And that, like, money exchanges hands more than anything, perhaps, and like, information is often very limited, or like, you get an in information bubble. So, there's a. I think I was like on this big. I was like busking at the time. It felt like uh, like an outward-facing moment yeah and this is something we when
0: Paul and I talked about your work for a few minutes on the one we did, which people will hopefully have listened to um like he mentioned that one of the reasons you know he thought of you for for making these these physical copies of things is like so you could sell them you know at your shows and like you know we you mentioned so far like you do music and I mean like how has that been like you know uh busking or doing concerts or whatever and you know selling these these selling these poems
1: It's been amazing it's been honestly. A privilege because I like, I, I play in a band um, that, yeah, you should, you should plug, where can people listen? You should plug it. <laughs> Big plug, Spotify, YouTube, etc. I don't think we're on title. Maybe we're on title. Uh, the band's called Thick Paint and we put out an album last year uh, called The Perennial Approach to Free Time. And we're going to be going on tour in March. We're playing South by Southwest and a few dates in the South. Uh, that's the plug i also play in some other bands but that's i think that's the one that does the most stuff um it's awesome to like get to go on tour and to travel but it's like having my work as like an item something someone can purchase at a merch table feels unique and that like someone has just related to an experience in one way and like here's an opportunity to like uh relate to an experience that's related to that in a completely different way uh it's also like a a great way to like people who are like interested in i meet like like like-minded people i feel uh across the united states which is amazing
0: yeah for sure is anyone like in that context like at like been like yeah i already read it like and wanted to talk to you about it or been like yeah or like you know quoted back to
1: you or something like that um i do remember a person who had like referenced it i think people who have come through omaha on tour that i've like interacted with um have mentioned that before but ultimately like i think that has to do with paul more than anything like by like uh maybe like dispersing the booklets to, to other people as well. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, for me, like that's what, you know, being part of a larger scene is all about. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like what is like, so like, what has that been like to have like that larger sense of community and not like, you know, just be, you know, cause like you came from it, you came to it like from like writing kind of alone and reading, reading and writing poetry from that, from that angle. Like, what has it been like to, I guess, find like community there like that?
1: Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I so feel it's like a bit it's of a still a harder question. <laughs> no, it's I think it's a good question. i, I f- it still feels very solitary in one regard in that the way in which I write these things are I'm not like writing with other people and they feel like extensions of like how I journal maybe so they feel private in that way but i feel like having a community of other people who maybe do that um and like know that there's a space for these things feels empowering
0: yeah for sure and one of the things we talked about with paul was like you know he he's you know they have a they have literally a physical space there which is so rare for poetry
1: <laughs> yes yes i feel like poetry is also one of the most like, like I said before, hearing it means so much more to me, at least, than reading it. And I feel like music maybe translates less in that regard. Like, you can just, like, listen to a song and be like, okay, and then go see it live. It's, like, more or less the same song. You get a lived experience, but, like, it's that song. It's like a... I guess you can listen to recorded poetry. I see a flaw in that. But, yeah, I feel like spaces to experience... Poetry are unfortunately rare, and as as someone who does play music, I love when people who are poets can perform their work alongside musicians, and that goes well, maybe even for like comedians as well. I feel like, yeah, maybe in the circles I exist in, the like space for different arts feels limited, uh, so. I I always enjoy when that happens and try to make it happen in the shows that I were performing.
0: Yeah, I mean, have there been any of those kind of like, have you like have you organized or been a part of any sort of shows like that? Where it's you know poetry, music, maybe some comedy, and like what's what's that like when it when that when it does happen? What's that like for you? I guess what's the what do what do you find appealing about it
1: or what what was the experience like? Yeah, um, there was a particular show. Uh, at, like, a house I had that we were getting kicked out of where everyone, like, played in a different room. Um, And I think there's... (laughs) This doesn't answer your question at all. But it was all music. Oh, no, go for it. (laughs) It was all music, and I think, like, having different spaces to experience uh, things, kind of like a weird fun house, is interesting. To actually answer your question, um, I... I don't organize, but I do like the i book the music and run sound for this like small neighborhood market and um sometimes we have like multiple acts sometimes we just have one act and there have been a few nights where we've had like poetry and music or a comedian and music and it if you understand the artists that are performing and like line them up accordingly uh, it can be a really powerful experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's like you're organizing
1: some performances, I think, for a farmer's market, was it? Yeah, it's a neighborhood market.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Like, you know, I think when we emailed about it, you were like, I don't know if this, like, fits into the Marxist Poetry podcast, but I think something that everyone's kind of concerned with right now is making, both making alternative spaces and also making them in a kind of... um like sustainable way, in that like you know participating in them isn't some huge energy depleting event, and that just sounds like a a really healthy bounce i guess is, is that is that your experience of it yeah
1: i it's just a beautiful place to be it's like every Friday night in the summer, and it feels like a big living room for a community, which sounds cheesy, but it's true, especially yeah, I feel that like sounds, in Omaha, that cool as hell it's. It's it's awesome. I've there are a couple other like farmers markets in town that are pretty commercialized, which I mean like these are people's livelihood. So um you know, that's its own thing and it's fine. But yeah, the people this like market brings out are just like people in the community. And I don't know where I'm trying to go with this necessarily. Um I I appreciate it as like a platform for Artists and people who just make things on their own to come together and do that without a lot of pressure. Um, and like I said, in Omaha, people don't like hang out. There's no like community center necessarily that I feel like may exist in other cities. People aren't like walking outside that much, so it's nice to get an opportunity to just have neutral space. Maybe not neutral, but fairly neutral space with your neighbors.
0: Yeah, no, that's also like the effect of the particularly American thing of like, you know, as they say, car culture, where it's just like people are driving around. There's no like walking around. There's no kind of community space in that way. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that is definitely something that relates to your poems in a lot of ways. Thanks. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. More. Well, I mean, just like you know, it's. You have like there's a lot in here about, you know, being and like being by yourself and being with others and like you know, you have the same kind of thing that Paul does where it's just like, Yeah, I was walking around with, you know, so and so or I was hanging out with so and so and we were doing X, X or Y. Paul likes to be like Yeah, we were we were walking around, we were watching some movie. I don't know movies, so I can't get a movie reference for him. But uh yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, like there's you you it's the same kind of thing like we're you know you're you're talking about something that, that I, I think this world act, actively fights against yeah
1: it's sad to me
0: if that, that i don't know is it, do you feel this is do you feel that do, do you feel the same way about that i guess
1: uh say one more time the last part cut off again I'm. So oh, sorry. oh
0: yeah like this is no it's okay no like the world is fighting against the kind of like the kind of world you you and paul both describe in your poems like the world is Oftentimes, very against that kind of way of life, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, yeah, it feels really sad to me. And I think, as people like Paul and myself, and I think there are plenty of people who do this in ways outside of poetry, but try to live a more embodied or like connected life. Maybe is the better word. As like a community, as a as a city or something. Uh there's like those people who are maybe doing that less and it's like leads to more division, which I don't know if there's a solution to that necessarily, but maybe that's what feels sad about it. Um these I these things feel obvious to prioritize to me. So I it feels like almost outside of that. But I feel like I relate to people who also prioritize those same things. Yeah, like for instance,
0: there. I think it's it's dream number five. Um, It starts with was touring with Frankie Cosmos. She was upset at me for being rude to two men, and underneath that's just how the poem starts. And underneath it is like just a photo of a house, like a ranch-style house with like I don't know six cars parked in front of it, (laughs) and yeah, I don't know that 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 just seems right for me, you know?
1: Yeah. I you talking right. about this this book is really interesting to me because it feels much less cohesive to me as a as an entity. So I'm I'm glad it's feeling right for you.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like you know, there it's it's good. Like in the sense, like it's really nice to have. Like it's good to have a picture of like the world you're moving through because like so many of the poems like literally are describing it. Or, talk, or maybe not describing it, but talking about it in a way that, you know, makes the picture, like, accompanying it, like, cur- like fill it out, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I don't know, it's just... Also, you know, maybe, like, are you a fan of Frankie Cosmo's work?
1: Uh, yeah, I am. I feel that poem in particular is funny because the, it's not... That's not their name, but... It felt like it made more sense than to like make the singer of that band's name the individual in the poem. Uh, I have a, I have a friend who worked with them, uh, so I think maybe that's why it came up in the dream. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering because I don't know, like
0: I don't know, her music often gets described as like, or the lyrics of it get described as like poetic and stuff. And she's you know constant, and she like cites poets as like influences.
1: Yeah, that feels yeah like her her early work particularly. I hate yeah that, that annoying I, sentence, but oh, what was that? I feel like the the sentence her early work particularly is annoying to me, but <laughs> I can leave that alone.
0: Yeah, I think I know. I think I've only heard her earlier work, so I don't. Yeah, we'll just say her work it's, it's her work for me. I guess is what I'm saying there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, there's also this, like, and I wanted to ask you about it, too, because, like, you know, later in that poem, like, Bernie Sanders pops up, or, you know, just, like, you have people come and go in your poems, and in a way, like, like, um, I had Wendy Trevino on, and she has, she quoted, she has a really good quote from the poet Wei Hua and the quote is something like, you know, pop culture just happens to us, and I don't know. It, it just feels like you're not, like, Having those people in your poems doesn't feel like an endorsement so much as just like those are just like big people, like who are in our lives, whether we want them there or not. I'm not saying like that in a judgmental way, it's just like it feels like that's their existence in your poems
1: as well. Yeah, that feels absolutely true. It's there's like a like the entity that is, as example, Bernie Sanders, like personally represents particular information to me and that's more important than the human being Bernie Sanders.
0: Yeah. And like, there's another poem, like just another example, like there's a poem in here, like that references like the battle of Hogwarts and the Beatles. And it's just like, I wouldn't <laughs> say it has, it has nothing to do with it. like, it's just like, they're just like there because they're, they're there in the culture. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yeah. Something about like the content, uh, like the relationship to the, that, cultural content feels meaningful i can't say how exactly but yeah i think you're pointing to it
0: yeah no it is it is really hard because like you're right these just have there's like a content to them that then a lot of ways is both always changing and like indescribable as a result and because you know these things are made individualized by for everyone by the society so it's really by it's really difficult to like you i think you're calling attention to that like i don't know difficulty there because it it really is hard to you know to talk about these things but you definitely managed to do it i think
1: Well, oh, as you talk about that reminded of this fact that like your brain has a specific neuron for there's like a specific famous actress that it referenced in that article but it was like maybe it's like harry potter or something like your brain has like a neuron for harry potter uh that idea felt meaningful to reference in regard to this.
0: Yeah, I know what you're. I know what you're saying there. And like, um, like another good example, like in terms of like an, an image for that is there's one. And this one, this is probably the one that's haunted me the most for some reason. There's like, it's like a looks like an X-ray or like a some kind of science photo of like the root network of a of a of like a plant with leaves and the, and its roots. And then on the right is like a pig. And then King. and then there's just a YouTube comment, uh, like over top of them, and the YouTube comment is does it come with everything, like the charger and DVD and stuff? And then the reply to that comment is just yes it is. And yeah, that like like what what it seems to be like what you're interested in with that is the phrase yes it is. Like is that is that right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and I guess like what is that like what is that like Mean to you, I guess, like what is yes, it is like it really like for me, it really relates to the title of the book, which I don't think we've said, so maybe we should change that
1: okay. <laughs> t- do you want to say it? Should I say it?
0: yeah, go for it well it is bear witness to that which is yeah, and it feels like that comment that reply to that comment is uh related to that, I'd say
1: that's really interesting. I haven't made that connection, but that feels true. I think more than anything, that comment was, it's just funny to me. Or like, it like, the person who answered that felt correct. And, but it doesn't necessarily communicate what the person asking the question asked. Or like, what they, the information they wanted. Uh, yeah, I think, like, I enjoy, like, Tim and Eric, and that kind of Humor, so maybe that that is part of that. It
0: definitely seems fitting to me. And there are moments in here where it's like I'm not sure I'm supposed to laugh or not. Kind of like like the thing with like waiting for a Godot, where it's like they're saying things and it's all very slapstick, but at the same time, the content of what they're saying, like I'm like, I don't think I should should be laughing. Like I have that same kind of experience a lot when I'm reading
1: some of the stuff in here. Mm-hmm. that feels that feels right i feel like if anything i feel happy you said that because that's maybe what i was going for
0: yeah and i think going back to something we were talking about earlier like that like there's there's a real hyper hyper awareness in all this of how awful the world really is you know and the fact that trump hasn't even seen a
1: ted talk yeah for real what's that about I've, I, as funny as that poem is, or, like, that information is, it also, yeah, there's, like, a sadness to it in that, like, uh, like that's probably not true, right? But it feels, uh, the energy of, of that information, like, there's a resonance to it, maybe, culturally, that has, has deeper implications. But, yeah, the first time I, like, Read that or thought about it, it was just like a strange, funny thing I mean, it just
0: for some reason that information is is as you say, it's fucked, you know it yes. it's just there's something really not right about it, but it's hard to I guess nail down exactly, like you know, like we were just talking about, there's a certain cultural information there that has a lot of there's a lot in there about ted talks and and Trump that just. I don't know, they seem like the diametric opposites
1: in a way, like repelling yes. each other, yes, in um high school and junior high, there was this like idea of the big joke or like a cosmic joke that, because I was like moody and in high school really was really compelling to me, but I think traces of that is still that still feels true to me, how there's like a cosmic humor in everything that's fucked and like it's important to laugh at it um that doesn't make things less fucked but you also just can't like live your life screaming all the time
0: yeah for sure and like one of those poems where this is like i really want to ask you about this one because it feels like it feels like we're supposed to be screaming about this like as you're just saying but we're not but we you're 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 taking that attitude of we you know you can't be screaming all the time and the poem just goes it's titled A Man Apogee, The Industrial Revolution was two hundred years ago. And that's just that's that's it. That's a whole poem.
1: Yeah. I think when I first like when that first dawned on me, and this maybe I I don't think I was high, but it feels like um a recall to what you were speaking about with uh the other person you had interviewed. Yeah, that was that was with with Tegan, yeah. Um How like if if I don't know if you get high, but maybe anyone else. Hell hell yeah! (laughs) Uh, Like these things that are obvious will feel like epiphanies, Uh, and and I don't think I was high, like I said, but that kind of feels like that. Um, Like if you just take a second to like sit with that information, it does feel like yeah, you want to scream a little bit.
0: Yeah, and like you can have those moments. Like I have those moments sober sometimes too. Like it's easier when you're high, but they're they're just like a thing, you know. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you said that.
0: Oh yeah, no, for real. Like it's I I definitely have them sometimes. They most happen to me when I'm at work and I'm just like, oh damn, I really am sitting here eight hours a day. Um, That's big. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I could easily have that realization high. Like I could easily imagine having that. You know, just like stoned out of my mind, just being like, "Wow, you really do." Just like at work, you just sit there eight hours. That's wild, but wow. you, you can. Yeah, it's the same realization. Particularly if you have those eight hours to reflect on that,
1: as <laughs> sad as that is.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely true. And I wanted to ask you, like, about the the title "A Man, A Man Apogee." Like, that to me would be like, I guess, how does that relate to the poem for you? That's not too. <laughs> big of a question
1: um, I don't know like the the industrial revolution as like a an event of like success or something uh, maybe like man is I'm just analyzing this. I don't know exactly, but that that feels like right or something how like what is success and what is like uh, achievement
0: and to whom yeah no definitely and i think like to me the word man in there too is like i don't know really uh, really i guess it really i don't want to say it makes the poem but it just really like kind of reflect like changes the mean maybe it, like kind of changes the meaning or gives it a different kind of meaning at times that makes sense yeah what do you yeah what else do you hear in that I guess like, so first off, man and not just like, so like the gendered aspect of it, but also like, also like the way man can also mean like sort of notions of like the collective humanity and like, yeah. And like, it feels like a moment where that like the industrial revolution, I guess, just feels like a moment where humanity came to be humanity in that way. if That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We're having another Joe Rogan <laughs> moment.
1: Also, aliens are real. Oh
0: hell yeah!
1: <laughs> Honestly, I'm
0: surprised. I'm surprised there's no alien stuff in this book.
1: <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. I feel like there should. Am I, I feel flattered? Like... Am I offended? <laughs> there could be alien stuff. Maybe Loki. There's. I feel like maybe a uh, dream one. There's like alien energy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe.
0: I think maybe you're right, but. Because, like, something else that is, like, since you mentioned Dream On, something that's, like, looming over a lot of these poems, you just talk about fear and threats a lot. And, like, that feels like, yeah, that feels like another thing where it's, like, there's always this awareness to what's going on.
1: Yeah. That, I don't, I feel like that's maybe an individual thing and a human thing, but I feel like maybe I have more of that in my body than other people, perhaps.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know, like, yeah, like you're saying, it is it is individual, but it does feel like something that a lot of people are feeling right now, for for a variety of reasons.
1: Yes. I feel like I, I don't know if this is healthy necessarily, but I tend to focus on it, or like, draw attention to it, um, or as I, maybe other people cope with it by distraction, or yeah, you know, maybe processing in, in some other way.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, it has that. Like, again, it has that kind of waiting for Godot energy where it's like the direct confrontation with it kind of happens in, you know, in this case, it's happening in a dream kind of sequence, mm. and there's some stuff in there that, like, maybe is funny, but then we we're also dealing with this at the same time.
1: Yeah. That's... Go ahead.
0: No, no, I think that I think that's it.
1: <laughs> cool. I... Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I I guess I'm just... There's, like, a lot of things to genuinely be afraid of, and there's a lot of things that we don't need to be afraid of. And I, I think part of making this is, like, figuring out what those things are on each side. Yeah,
0: no, no, exactly. I think I think that's right. Um, was there, I'm trying to remember, was there something else that, Do was there something we didn't get to,
1: I feel like? Um, I work at a library, but. Oh, yeah. I think that's the only, like, bit of information in particular.
0: Well, I guess real, like, because we have talked about it, like, what's your, on this podcast with other uh, writers, like, what's your, what's that, like, experience uh, been like for you? And I guess something else to tie back to something you were saying, like, that is one of the few public spaces for, like, books and the kind of, like, literary type stuff that we, we've we been talking about.
1: Yes. Um, I really love working at a library. I, it's it's honestly it's like a radical government institution, right? Like you pay up some a little bit of money through your taxes, and you get access to all these all these things if you need them. Um, I feel like the library I work at. Uh, I'm more than anything like helping people do real life shit, like fax documents and scan things, and like figure out stuff on computers, um, but also like having families check out like picture books with their kids um i think the biggest thing in terms of like writing or thinking about writers in regard to working at the library was just like the huge range of work that's out there and just how many people write um which feels affirming like everyone has a voice and there's we can make space um, for all of that. Yeah, no, totally, and uh, like what
0: um, I guess, like, what has your experience been there working like, too, just like um, like, do you So, one of the people I had on, were, wrote a uh, John uh, uh, Johan the Kid on Twitter, uh, had a one of the, their collection, Branch Life was just a bunch of poems that they wrote, like, you know, stolen time at, a, at, at their job at the library, and like what, I mean, have you done anything of this sort? Like, what, what do you, like, what else is there a lot of downtime there for you
1: um there's a fair amount of downtime yeah I'm in school like I said so I feel like I spend most of it uh like studying or like reading the books I'm supposed to be reading which is really nice and convenient um yeah it's definitely like you're doing something and then you're not doing something uh completely um I feel like I had one thought with that maybe that's it <laughs>
0: no that's cool um, yes, yeah, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to talk about?
1: Um, I don't, I don't think so. I feel like maybe what a question for you, like what the Marxist Poetry Podcast means for you, and um, why you like to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, something that's always really helpful for me when when trying to like understand someone's poetry or whatever is here, not like. That's like sometimes hearing them read it has the same effect, but sometimes I'm just like, yeah, that's the same thing that's like on the page. Like hearing you read it hasn't helped me at all. But something that really does help me, I feel like a lot of the time, is hearing poets talk about either their work or just any kind of poetry. Hmm. Any kind of poetry in general, just because you get you kind of get a window into how they're thinking about things that maybe gives you a chance at at you know getting their poetry in in a better way that makes sense
1: yeah that reminds me of um like amoeba does that thing like what's in my bag or like criterion oh yeah exactly yeah I, it's except it's like more about the person it, themselves maybe but yeah that resonates with me for sure
0: <laughs> well i feel like i should ask you like what's what's in your bag like what have you been what have you been <laughs> reading what have you been what have you
1: been listening to and all that oh god i feel like this is wow That's a big question. I feel like I need to go <laughs> on my like listening situation. Yeah, if you
0: Yeah, if you need a if you need a minute to like get something or whatever, I can I can edit it out, but I also realize it's a it's a big
1: question. So I feel like I listen to Animal Collective a lot. I feel like I've been listening to this band both. It's like local B X T H. It's like local local rap duo. I've been listening to like a lot of Michael Jackson slowed down or sped up which has been fun. I think that's something I enjoy is like going on YouTube and like changing the speed settings of songs. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I
0: definitely liked, I, yeah, I like the chopped and screwed stuff sometimes. In terms of reading, I've just
1: read the left hand of darkness by Ursula Le Guin, which was amazing.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Is that the one where there's, she's on the, where there's the anthropologist or, or, like,
1: the emissary on the planet and there's three genders? Yeah. Or if there's, like, no gendered people and then, like, I said, like, once a month they, like, get, depending on, like, who they're hooking up with, they get gendered appropriately. They
0: get yeah. Really yeah, and the planet's, like, really cold, too, or something.
1: Yeah. That's the whole time the the protagonist is, like, it's really cold. It's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And, uh, and
0: I was trying to think. There's something else too. Like the there's like a religious order, and they can communicate. Or they can see the
1: future, right? Is is it? Yeah, they're like their gift is like they can. Their like capacity to for prophecy is strong or something. Whereas like the protagonist, who's like an alien, essentially is like. Uh, they can, like, mind speak or whatever, like, talk to you without actually f- physically talking.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I I listened to the audiobook, like, maybe a year or two ago now, so I'm just nice. remembering it all. Yeah, no, it's always good to read Ursula Le Guin or talk about her. Yes. Uh, yeah, what I about you? See someone, uh, what? Oh, yeah, I've been... Uh, I have some library books due this week, so I'm probably going to try and read them. Yeah, I wish you know, I could waive your
1: fines. I would waive your fines if I could
0: yeah that'd be, that'd be sweet. I have like the problem is too like because of this podcast I have like i don't know literally twenty books checked out at a time, so i I need to really pay attention to the fines because <laughs> they will add up so
1: quickly. is your library pretty like strict about that are they like i, I do they ever waive fines or you just kind of screwed? yeah i'm not
0: I'm not really sure, but I'm just a little nervous because i it is literally dozens of books at a time and yeah, the fines will add up so quick.
1: Uh, is there one book in particular that you're like either excited to have read or excited to read? Uh, yeah, I have um,
0: Tongo's Heaven is All Goodbyes here um, and A Series of Unnatural Natural Disasters I think also looks good. But in terms of books, like I'm in the middle of uh, Dear Angel of Death by Simone White, and that's been... I'm excited to I haven't read the the last there's a long essay part at the end about like music that i wanna that I'm excited to get to I think
1: wow. I'm looking this up It looks very cool, yeah,
0: yeah, you should <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I feel like as a musician, you should definitely check that one out oh thank you um but i haven't I haven't read it yet, so i can't <laughs> I can't give you any more
1: than that. It's really bad no it's cool, just kidding I'm just like because you haven't read it, and I'm like. We have both come to find out that it's not very good. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it happens. <laughs> it it happens. Seems like it's gonna be good. It was a
0: I, yeah. I have high hopes. Yeah, I have high hopes. And oh, a lot of people, you? a lot of people have recommended it, so I have high hopes. Yeah. Yeah, okay, what, what were you saying?
1: Uh, is I feel like is there anything like any other? You said you don't like movies, but is there any other like, content that you appreciate? Like, what's a good meal that you had recently?
0: Oh, yeah. My wife and I just made nachos last night, and they were really good. Good. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Just, like, bake them in the oven with a bunch of, like, sauce and stuff. A lot of cheese. We had, uh, uh, like, some smoked uh, cheddar and gouda, which is always good. Like, maybe that's the
1: most slept-on
0: art. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And we, yeah, like, something else, uh, like, a lot of the poets on this podcast, like, uh, work in the restaurant industry and you know i think you know like that's a deeply alienating experience but at the same time like it's such a tragedy because you know food is so important and can be such a such an art you know
1: um yeah oh i Uh, meant to say i don't know go ahead no no you go ahead i just want i don't know how much time you have i feel like i'm i'm down to chat but i want to i don't know how long you want to go um well yeah i mean is there
0: something you wanted you wanted to chat about yeah we could like for sure we could well, I guess, um, well, something I was going to say is like, I was, I wanted to close, maybe close the episode out with like a song. I'll go, go list, like, you go listen to the album you just, I'll go list the album you just plugged and uh, end it with a song when I edit it. But like, I guess, like, in terms of music, like, what kind of music are you into and influenced by and all that?
1: Uh, that's a great question. I feel like I really like, there's like a couple different. Camps or like spheres for the Venn diagram, is I really like uh, Young Thug and a baby and like trap music and modern rap, and then I really like Animal Collective too. I feel like I don't know, it's pretty eclectic. Well, I like a yeah. Lot well,
0: what what animal what Animal Collective do you like? Because they're you know they went through uh, quite a journey in terms of sound.
1: Uh, I feel like Sung Tongs is the album that like maybe means the most to me. But uh, Mary Weather Post Pavilion is like, obviously really good, Strawberry Jam. And I, I feel like, I also wanted to say that I've listened to a lot of classical music very passively on the radio and on YouTube. Do you have any classical faves? Um, on and Debussy probably. And not like a particular work, but generally I really enjoy them. Yeah, well, like, with Young Thug,
0: too, I want to talk about Young Thug and um, Trap, too. Yes. Actually, yeah, well, also, I was going to say, too, this is very unfortunate that maybe we can come back and talk about the Simone White book. Um, but, yeah, the, I think she's talking mostly about Trap in the in the essay portion at the end. So, but, um, like, with Young Thug, like, how did you get into Young Thug? Because I feel like he's he's really, I think, pop, like, has pop status now. But I remember, like, a few years ago, people would be like, I, do, I just don't get it.
1: Like, what's the? I dated someone who they really liked Young Thug, and I didn't get it at the time, and I was like, "This," I was like, "This is weird and kind of sucks." I'm not a fan. Um, but then I like went back to it some years later, and I was like, "Oh, I like get it now. This is really good."
0: Was there was there a song for you that made you get Young Thug? For me, it was, for me, it was uh... the song. Uh... Stoner
1: was the song. I was like, oh, I get it now. I don't even know that song. See, I feel like there's just a wealth of content. He's always
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a classic one, especially if you're uh smoking weed <laughs> smoking weed. Uh yeah, no, that's one of his ones from like uh four or five years ago now. Okay. It has the it has the fantastic line, we don't stand in line, foreign shoes hurt your feet.
1: Don't stand in line what? Foreign shoes hurt your feet. Uh that reminds me of uh like i can't remember what song but like he says he wears a dress to like keep his gun hidden or something <laughs> yeah was that yeah something like that uh i feel like halftime maybe is oh the yeah and i was like this is it yeah he talks oh man there's a good line i feel like there's a good line in that
0: one about his his style like his like dress dressing style oh damn i want to th- find it now
1: okay I pull up on bitches dressed in all white like Miley Cyrus.
0: Mm, I don't know if that was what I was thinking of. Oh, where, where he's talking about, where he's talking about his own style, and he says, "Bring my shit back like recycles."
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah yeah
0: yeah. No, that was a that's a big mood, and also, and that that's a really good one in terms of like quote, quoting yourself in poems and stuff. Yeah. That I, I don't know. Yeah. For some that's... Reason... No. Go, go ahead. On. No, no, you go.
1: Uh. Uh. Like I see parallels between this genre and bands like Palm, if you know them. No, what uh, what was what's the band? It's P A L M, Palm. No, I don't like think make, I know them. It's like guitar music, but they have like a lot of like MIDI synth stuff that like uh what is like using triplets, which I feel like is a thing in trap music. Uh, yes, really
0: feels good to me. I'll have to check that out because that sounds really. Sounds really good. I was always, even before like, uh, Migos and the kind of triplet flow hit big time. I really uh-huh. was always, I was really always intrigued by, even before then, the like the producers were kind of anticipating it in the, like especially like the hi hat type rhythms that were on trap beats. Yes, and that that's always been fascinating to me. Yeah,
1: yeah. The instrumentals alone are
0: yeah, no, they're so incredible. Yeah, what do you, what? So what are your, some of your favorite like trap beats? Like I really like. um, There's that like one of the Migos. I want to say it's Offset and Metro Boomin and Twenty One Savage in an the album, and they have a couple songs like Rick, like Rick Flair drip or, um, uh, rap save me. The beats uh, on them, I'm just like, oh hell yeah.
1: No Rick Flair drip. I don't know the other one. Oh,
0: yeah, that whole album has some some really good beats. I
1: feel like on one level uh like for some reason fella cootie if you know them like the repetitive oh hell yeah yeah intricate beats like is like that feels equally as compelling kind of this particular like trap song have you heard that new little uzi vert song the futsal shuffle 2020 no. no that sounds good though it's just it's like edm rap music
0: <laughs> it's okay. really bad
1: it's really good
0: <laughs> and that's dialectics folks. <laughs> Yeah. No, um, just, I just had something in mind. Um oh yeah with uh Fela Cootie um my wife really likes uh, his his music. Um, like um what is it? Life Water is life or life is water or something. Now i like I know what you're talking about. He has the uh like his songs are like ten minutes long and it's just a lot of
1: repetition, but like in a really like cool way. Yeah. It's uh there's a there's a band uh, a super yamba band that plays this music more more so in New York than anything but it's like getting like s- sort of sucked into uh, a loop like that it's so satisfying
0: yeah and I feel like that's one of the great things with like trap music and a lot of rap in general but I think trap has really uh, made it like you know took it to a, a new space the kind of getting sucked into a loop 'Cause the, the the beats and stuff on them are just so like hypnotizing and mesmerizing.
1: Yes. And in the same way Fella Kuti was like m- like riffing politically more or less on this like, you know, twelve minute jam. Yeah, yeah. don't no, totally. He got he, he got this. He was doing the same thing. He totally understood that. Except I feel like maybe in general Fella Kuti's content is uh he was always like explicitly political. Yeah yeah no
0: um like well, well some like i think a big political rapper in right, right now but he's who's not doing trap but i think is definitely like when i hear his music i definitely am thinking he's doing it in relation to the, the kind of smooth trap beats we have his um jpeg mafia do you know yeah i don't think? know their oh man
1: i like know of them i'm not super familiar with their stuff so.
0: yeah no do, i mean do you remember like death grips oh yeah for sure yeah yeah it's like Sonically, it's like that, but he's got a more political content in that. Like he says things like, um, "Oh shoot, like, uh, like literally, like I hope the alt right comes to Baltimore. We're gonna, like, literally, I'm going to kill them if they come." <laughs> Strong, yeah, yeah,
1: so, yeah. I'll have to listen to them. I think I like watched a YouTube video of them playing, oh, uh, maybe at pitchfork live or something uh, before. I don't know if we're done yet, but I want to uh, plug Body Meat as a an artist oh, yeah. to listen to. No, go for it. Um, they, it's I don't yeah. even know what genre it is, but they're from Philly, and they're, I think, one of the best artists or most like, they're they're doing something really unique, and I think they deserve a lot of attention.
0: Uh, is it body meat like M E M E A T or M E E T? M E A T. Oh, that's cool. A body meme. <laughs> For sure. Like, um... oh shoot! Like, what else? Like, so like, what, with like the baby, how'd you get into his music?
1: I think I just get into these YouTube holes, and um, I just like listen to. I like some like local rap in Omaha, and so. I, like yeah, well, to what's that some what's some some just, local like, lo- lo- what's some local rap you wanna you'd wanna plug yeah s one s w uh they're amazing uh like i said both b x t h those are probably like my what i listen to the most i'm always, yeah I'm, that's something i'm
0: always curious about is like local scenes for anything but you know music in general too is always cool to see what what like the local variations are even just like the weird shit local <laughs> local scenes uh, produce, Cause yeah, I, I don't know. Oftentimes for me, it's just as good as any kind of label stuff.
1: Sure. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know where you're at in particular, but I think one thing unique about Omaha is because it's pretty small. There's like you oftentimes there'll be a show and it'll be like an indie rock band with like a hard rock band with like a rapper on it. That doesn't happen all the time, but it it happens pretty pretty frequently, Um, and like probably the same with poets. But I think maybe that's more common in other cities where poets of like different vibes will get together and just like put on a show because uh, people work together here in a way that is maybe unique.
0: Yeah, no, because I'm I live in Los Angeles, so yeah, everything's hyper genre specific
1: yeah
0: yeah you're not gonna we're not gonna get you know young thug on stage with the animal collective here
1: sadly oh that i feel i feel like that needs to happen now i would 100 percent listen to that yeah no i, I, I want to hear that Whatever petition is out there that i need to sign to make that happen give it to me
0: yeah he's one of those rappers anytime he's on a feature i'm just like i'm ready like Lil, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne's one of those rappers too, especially a few years ago, but whenever he's on, like, no matter what it is, I'm just like, oh, this will be, this will be a fun event, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. ready. This is worth my time. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it with Young Thug too. How, how'd you like Young Thug's last album?
1: Uh, That was like the one with, uh, like, the face on the cover, right? Yeah, it's like green or something. I liked a few songs off of it. Honestly, I didn't, like, listen to it as a whole piece in and of itself, which is probably, as per Internet Brain, uh, like, why, maybe. But I I liked what I heard, the the few songs I listened to. How about you?
0: Yeah, no, I just remember. I want to say maybe I was talking about this on on this podcast with Matt Mitchell. If not, I was talking about it on Twitter with Brendan, either one. And one of them was mad at me because I said I liked... um, jeffrey more than the new album oh hot take it's a really hot take but i i i think i am correct so i don't know i stand by it
1: i think jeffrey as a whole album is like uh it's really good all the way through there's like maybe one or two songs where i'm like uh well, whatever but i think as an album yeah
0: it's it's good yeah and i like young young thug to me on new ones seemed more reserved not like in a bad way but on jeffrey he was just like he was just going off. Yes. It also has that funny music video for one of the songs, where like the like he didn't show up. I for know it's funny. He doesn't show up for the music
1: video shoot. <laughs> I feel like I watch that every like every month or like every two months, maybe. And I'm just like, oh yeah, this is. I'm gonna watch this whole thing again and read through it, even though I'm not even listening to the song.
0: Yeah. No. Same. Same here. Although it's a. It's a, with Young Thug, it's always a it's always a journey, regardless of the actual content. Yeah. I mean like in terms of your own music though, like who are you who are you like looking to specifically, I guess. am I looking to? Yeah, like what kind of music are you trying to make in that? I guess for myself with question. poetry. Yeah. I just like maybe to stall for a sec, just like with myself and poetry, there's like poetry I like, but I'm not necessarily trying to
1: write like it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm i hear you oh god i like probably like av tear from animal collective is someone like whenever i particularly like, my solo sets or something people will be like oh you sound like that um i don't think it's super intentional it's just like this those sounds are, are exciting to me do you do you, um like
0: you mentioned loops do you know um have you ever seen a uh... Uh, the guy from Deer Hunter, his, the, the singer, Atlas uh, Sound. Yeah, Atlas Sound, exactly. Have you? Are you a fan of that?
1: Yeah, I remember in I, when I first moved to Philly in tenth grade, I, there was like a church there, the first Unitarian church that puts on punk shows, oddly enough. And he played in like the cathedral part. Usually, there are shows in the basement, and oh hell it yeah, was, it was amazing. I uh, like that. That incredible. Like, like Tune Yards if you know them. Yeah, he did a tour with them uh, at the time. Oh really? I didn't know that.
0: I think so cuz I I've that. seen performances I'm I'm deducing as much cuz I've seen performances in other cities like just like on YouTube or whatever of of the, of Tune
1: Yards and him. I recently got there was like a I had like all my gear in a garage and someone took I would say most of it, so I haven't had a loop pedal for a while. Uh so I feel kind of naked in terms of, like, writing, but I'm going to get one soon, and then I can relate to these, <laughs> be inspired by these artists more. <laughs> so. Oh, that's, uh, that really sucks. I'm sorry.
0: Because I know, yeah, like, especially, like, with what you're talking about, what, you're, what you've talked about, like, trap and stuff. Yeah, that that really sucks. I'm sorry. So
1: it, it happens. It's a good opportunity to, like, assess what I actually need. I'm trying to reframe it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I feel like... uh that kind of mind that not to do this uh refer back to the poems that we were talking about before but i feel like that kind of mindset's in the
1: yeah. in the poetry
0: too <laughs> sure yeah well like i don't know um is there anything is there like anything else you want to talk talk about with the music anything else you've been listening to
1: um not particularly i think my like what i do is it's like there's a song on youtube that which i don't know does it's ethical maybe I'm there but there's a song on YouTube that I really like and then I like like it on YouTube and then I added to my playlist of like like songs and then I listen to mostly that oh that's cool so usually... it'll be like tubing throat singing and then like talking heads and then 21 savage on a playlist that just keeps growing
0: yeah that's cool usually usually I try and on like YouTube or whatever try and find, like, a new niche of songs with different related videos, you know, and just go through the videos that are related to the song. Like, I just try and find different, uh, I guess, rabbit holes to go
1: down. Yeah, I feel like I do that in terms for, like, maybe movies or poetry or, like, literature. Like, Wikipedia is that same sort of pool that I dip into. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to think of the last really good one. I, I, I can remember the song i can't remember the artist i had a really good one i had a really good um
1: while you're thinking there's one thing i can add like that on this playlist there's also uh this video waking a sleeping rabbit by surrounding him with dill. oh yeah my wife found recently we watched so good (laughs) it's so good uh yeah so i guess like i'll be like listening to music and then that'll that'll just happen while i'm driving and i'm like it's like ASMR rabbit sounds.
0: Yeah, it was so good. There's one of that rabbit eating a pomegranate too. That's really good.
1: <laughs> they need to watch that.
0: Yeah, it made us really nervous because like the carpet the carpet was white around the pomegranate, and the pomegranate was just like <laughs> on a small cutting board. And I was like, holy shit! There's gonna be it's gonna be like a scene from a horror movie in a minute.
1: Idea? How, do you do? How do the rabbit do?
0: Uh, they only let him eat like a couple seeds, and then they pulled him away. So. It, it did sure. not turn into a horror movie, unfortunately. It's probably for the that best. I'm...
1: Bad well. what? I'm glad that this rabbit gets to experience all the joys of life.
0: Yeah, it's definitely true. I was a little glad too, because I wasn't sure how many pomegranate seeds a rabbit should eat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know if there's yeah, anyone's done the 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 groundwork on that one.
0: <laughs> it definitely feels like the number is is uh less than what's in an entire pomegranate though. Yes.
1: Also, like it's just yeah. I don't. There's no natural scenario where that would happen. (laughs) It's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. One last thing. I think in terms of like YouTube holes. There's um, a like genre on YouTube of like people that like white rappers, but like are Confederate rappers. Uh, which I think. And maybe like what's interesting in my poetry, like that sense of like, what the fuck is this? Or like, this isn't, this doesn't feel right. Uh, those videos, uh, like, it's just a big cringe the whole time. And for some reason, that's, I'm like, I feel compelled to watch them.
0: No, I, so I know it's exactly what you're talking about. I don't listen to them, but there's a pot I think I referenced it earlier. There's a podcast I listen to called Minion Death Cult. And so they wait, they mostly wait into like comment sections of like, you know, QAnon Facebook groups. but they also, you know, so the podcast they did before was called That Awful Sound and it was more or less just, if I'm remembering correctly, just like them profiling different cop rappers and like making fun of them. And wow. so, yeah, so yeah, like I'm definitely familiar with the genre and just like, it, it's a lot to, to listen to, to, I'd say,
1: yeah yes it's not something i listen to regularly but i remember yeah. discovering it and just like going down this wormhole of, like what the fuck is this
0: i can definitely see it because the lyrics are just like you just can't stop listening they're
1: so bad they're so
0: like a, not like bad just like so alarming
1: yes something i don't know what it is about content like that that makes me like want to like ingest it or like want to like experience it but shit's real
0: No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely the same way. It just, like, I just can't, I just, like, both, like, need to know and can't stop looking away.
1: (laughs) I feel like whoever's listening to this, like, this is, this is their job now or something.
0: Yeah, I would say just, uh, in the recent, in the last, like, few months, if you want to, if you want to hear more accurately what we're talking about, there's, and and you're listening to podcasts, because obviously you're listening to this, uh, there's a just scroll through the minion death cult feed f- podcast feed and there should be one like before like September of 2019 where they they actually got into a feud with a cop rapper <laughs> uh he f- he found the episode they made making fun of him and were like and he was like talking shit about them so yeah you um, can, yeah and they play some snippets of his songs and make fun of them so you can hear exactly what we're what we're talking about <laughs>
1: Continue to service continue to fuel this feud. I mean
0: I think they I think they pretty much uh, ethered him. So so
1: Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the I think one of the best ones was they pointed out like most of his Facebook followers are fake. So Got him. Yeah, that's hard hard to come back from that one, I think. But well well thank you for thank you for talking.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for allowing me to talk. I uh Sorry, for, I feel like I was having trouble hearing you at times, but I really enjoyed talking with you. No today.
0: no, that might be me messing up. Um, hope sometimes though like just the the audio syncing is off like just internally or whatever, but like um, mm. on your end or my end or something, but like sometimes the actual audio that this app records or whatever it turns out to be fine, so it's probably okay well. Cool. Yeah, no, it's probably okay. So, and if not, I can I will edit it, and it will be a lot better.
1: Yeah, uh, have a great rest of your day.